That's the podcast code for February 5th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you can get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. I don't know what you're doing with your voice, but it's a sexy Saturday morning thing that's going on there. You, you, you got me feeling like maybe you, you woke up in a good mood. Welcome to Saturday, I, welcome to Saturday morning. Welcome Dave. to Saturday morning. <laughs> I'm the night bird. No, um, that's, uh, hey, we lost. Didn't we lose Johnny Fever uh, this week? We did Isn't lose. That, yes. And in honor of that, I would like to say booger, booger <laughs> and booger. Yes. Johnny Fever, famed oh. fake DJ from uh, WKRP, yeah. which I was glued to every time that was on. I had I had the Lonnie Anderson poster on the wall in my room. Oh, yeah. Worth having. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, that was uh, Howard. What's his real name? Howard Hessman, I think it was. I think so. Who Something went on like to that. do Head of the Class, which was a show I never watched, but always was like, oh look, it's Doctor Johnny Fever, but he's a teacher now, and he's not wild and crazy. It's a good so, show. It's a good show. Yeah, he made a nice transition. You know, sometimes yeah. I think as we think of podcasting, you know, you do a show type, and then you can never really leave that type. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, it's a real talent. It's a real gift to be able to do kind of multiple genres and many, I think a lot that listen to us are able to do this, but to be able to kind of move in and out of genre to be more than a one trick pony. Listen, not that being a one trick pony is a bad thing. I, if you can, you find your niche and you can rock it, just do it. Like, you know, but there's some real skill and then breaking out of that niche too. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it is six degrees in Ohio when I woke up today. And did you get your furnace fixed? I did get my furnace fixed. That's the good news. And uh, but, you know, there is a there's an easy way to warm yourself up when it's that cold. And of course, that is, you know, a hot cup of Java. Uh, And of course, that is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at Podcast Branding. Co. If you need a logo, if you need podcast artwork, if you need a full-fledged podcast website, then go over to podcastbranding.co. Mark is not only an award-winning graphic artist, he is also a podcaster, which trust me, I've worked with other graphic artists that aren't podcasters, and uh, you waste a lot of your time trying to explain what the heck is a podcast so they can figure out what it is and the whole thing about how much text to put on your image and the whole night it just trust me it's so much better that you're working with someone who is a podcaster so if you need artwork again logo full website if you need a marketing audit go over and see our friend mark at podcastbranding.co and i just realized something i'm using the roadcaster yeah and uh i think this is the full version of this song because I'm waiting for the guy to come on, and I, I looked up and Cappuccino it's <laughs> Go ahead and sip, Jim. We'll we'll pretend it's over. I think where is it? Cappuccino, the phone. <sighs> uh, take me home. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I looked uh, up the, the, the joys of switching back to the roadcaster. First thing, as soon as we got there, it's like, 
Oh crap! I don't know what button is the coffee pour. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but well, hopefully we haven't lost anybody with yeah, this thing. Exactly. <laughs> Both you and me. You're good, but but <laughs> mine's a little questionable. Big thanks to Dan LeFeb over there, based on a true story podcast dot com. Uh, Dan's got some super interesting podcasts, and if you're looking for something new to listen to, might be a great place to go out. And so, Dan, thanks for your sponsorship of uh, Ask the Podcast Coach. Check it out, based on a true story podcast dot com. And if you're uh, watching live at the moment. Uh, you might want to go send out a tweet that, Hey, we're live over here to ask the podcast coach.com slash live. And if you want to jump into the video, you can do that and go to ask the podcast coach.com slash join. And I think it was last week. Somebody asked about how to promote, like if you've written a fictional story mm. and I'm working on a course right now, it's kind of interesting all about growing your podcast. And it's interesting in the fact that if you've done all the planning your podcast and you've done the content is king course and you've done all the publishing your podcast in directories, some of that should automatically be going on. But one of the things that I put in there based on my time at uh, with, with Ray and um, Daniel at the podcasters roundtable is cross promotion because that happened absolutely organic. I used to listen to Daniel's show. Daniel would listen to mine. We both listen to Ray and occasionally I would say, oh yeah, Daniel mentioned that on the audacity, the podcast or Ray mentioned this on the, you know, uh, at that point it was podcaster studio. And so I was reading the book make noise by Eric Newsom. And he's got a great section here on how to grow your podcast. And he said, and I'm just going to paraphrase basically networks, uh, people think if I, uh, I'm just this startup podcast and if I could get on a network, they could put, you know, they could amplify my show and make me huge. And that's typically according to Eric, not how they work because in the same way, like if you're a musician or a comedian or anybody in entertainment and you're trying to get a manager, you kind of need a manager when there's something to manage and you can't manage it anymore because you're one person. He said, that's kind of where networks are looking for like, Hey, you've already got some success. And so uh, Jim, do you have anybody that is similar to you, Shro, that you listen to? Like another kind well, of gadgety thing? Oh, for sure. I mean, I started listening to Twit and and the Windows Weekly. Those were This Week in Google, all of those uh, those kind of those tech shows that are on the Twit network. Uh, I kind of I kind of started listening to them first and then got said, well, I want to do my own show. And I had done, a, I was doing a very specific tech show a year before I did, I did mine. So mm. and mine wasn't necessarily that original and it still isn't like there's a ton of gadget shows out there. Well, that's the so, thing you might be able to find say three or four other podcasts that you like. Oh, for sure. And, and reach out to them. Cause he was saying, yep. Yep. cause he said, really networks don't help you make money. They help you make more money. Like you've already got some success. Mm. They'll mm-hmm. amplify that. He goes, but that doesn't mean networks are bad. He goes, you can make your own. Um, he goes, find somebody that's either doing the same topic ish, right. Or yeah. they share the same audience. So for instance, Scott Johnson has uh, what was that like? And his show is skewed female. Cause it's almost true crime. Cause it's, it's horrific. Like the one guy got attacked by a bear and there's a lot of like, I wonder what's going to happen next kind of thing yeah. where, where really that's kind of what true crime is. What happened next? Did, can we find it? How does this story end kind of thing? And he said his audience is primarily female. So he could kind of cross promote with a a true crime show because they have a common audience. And so 
one of the things that uh, Eric was talking about is you could either a like let's say it's me you and Daniel and and Ray we could like hey this week you're going to promote Daniel I'm going to promote Ray mm-hmm. Ray's going to promote blah 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 and then you could also do the opposite and say okay this week it's Jim's turn so me Daniel and Ray are all going to talk about Jim on our show and then next week you know Jim's going to talk about and I'm going to talk about Daniel's going to talk about Ray so you yeah. kind of spotlight yeah. that so there's it's another way of of uh, strategy promoting your show yeah it's it's a network without being you know super duper and it it would work especially if you're a fiction podcast if there's another fiction podcast that is similar to yours that might work because again you share yeah. a common audience so we we think computers.org is one that we partner with two mm-hmm. guys just like us very similar they kind of review the high end stuff and we review no, I didn't say review we talk about just kind of the average guy stuff. So it's a good, we have them on about once a quarter, twice a year or something like that. They, they, they talk about that. They promote us on their show. We of course promote them. And yeah, you're just kind of hoping you get some cross, you get some cross promotion with it. Yeah. Uncle Marv, who is in our chat here, he's got kind of a, like a network administrator show that he does. And hmm. so I've started having him on. Um, he's relaunching his podcast and we're going to have him on to kind of help him relaunch it. I don't, I'd rather, I'd rather just help people, Dave, and see where the chips fall. I never want to do it from a, I hope they promote me. I mean, if they do, awesome. But I just love helping people do stuff like that. So, you know, when I see the opportunity to be like, hey, can I help you? Then it's just a lot more fun that way. Yeah. Kyle Bondo points out here from Gagglepod and an awesome supporter, I might also add, is uh, Mm -hmm. says uh, audio drama. It's very common. And uh, so cross promotion is is great there because it's a small community. So. And they're all in that same boat. They're like, look, I got this cool story. I got to get it out. And um, Kyle, I believe. are we kind of an audio drama each week? We just, we, <laughs> isn't that what we do? That's I it. thought that's what we were doing. Not wrong genre, I think. Okay. No, we'd have to have footsteps in the background. And then he walked oh, down the hall. Of dr- <laughs> that kind of drama. Yes. I just kind of want to. I thought go. you meant like my furnace doesn't work <laughs> or I'm sliding down oh, the hill with my Yeah, car. I got stuck in a. Uh, and I'm at. Watch, I'm going to tie this into podcasting. Uh, my, my, my house, my street is a hill. My driveway is a hill. So as I turn left, I'm still going down the hill of the street while I go up the hill that is my driveway, which basically means I hate gravity. And, um, I ended up getting stuck in about a five foot snow drift. It was fun because we'd pushed all the snow out of our driveway into this big pile at the end of the driveway. And that's where I landed. So that was great fun. Now, what does this have to do with podcasting. If you are trying to monetize your podcast, I now know more than anything. I see this all the time. People are underpricing your products or services. They do it all the time because to you, it's easy. I could do this. I can't charge that much and things like that. By the, uh, my arms are so tired and I have an old man shovel, which is, if you haven't seen them, they're kind of cool. You have the, the handle in the back, but you also have a handle on like the, where the, the scooper thingy is the, the end of that. So when you pick it up, you're not bending over as far. My back was still killing me. And so I come in and I'm like, all right, somebody has got to have a snowblower. I know this is not the time to buy a snowblower because the price they could charge anything, blah, blah, blah. Go down a rabbit hole, YouTube videos. Fine. I'm thinking, you know what? I might actually try a cordless electric snowblower because I've seen a bunch of YouTube videos from real people. And they, it's kind of mixed, but I was like, okay, I look at it and it was 700 bucks. And I was like, ouch. All right. But I had my, I was so sore 
and so sweaty and tired that I was like, you know what? If there's one in Akron, seven hundred. I got a credit card, seven hundred bucks. I'm not shoveling this crap again. So I say that because we think when we price stuff, it's like, oh, this is easy. It's not that bad. Anybody can do this. And it's like, no, not really. If you're solving somebody's pain, like if somebody walked up and said, hey, I got the, it's right here. We'll hold it for you. Sale. So uh, that was, uh, yeah, it's weird. The the ego, I think, is is the name of the brand. And some videos I watched, guys are like, this is great. And one guy was really cool because he was in Ohio because, you know, the snow is different in Ohio. Maybe not. And uh, he was saying because well, it's, it's, it, it's heavier. Yeah, because everybody was saying it was uh, it was uh, the battery life wasn't good. And he said, here's the right. thing. He goes, you don't yeah. need to blow your snow 40 feet. You can blow it 20 feet, pull back on the accelerator and the battery lasts a while. But uh, yeah, I know yeah. with with uh, not that this is ask the snowblower coach, uh, but uh, I like <laughs> Every everybody says it's that time of year. It's topical, dude. Yeah, it's topical. but I, as I was doing this and I was searching for it, I'm like, you know what? This is a lesson in pricing because I will pay. And and, and for the record, you can't buy a snowblower right now in Akron, Ohio. It's not no. happening. It's no. there. No, you can't get it shipped. You go to the online store. Like we'll let you know when it's available. And it's like you just get the feeling. It's like yeah, you might want to look into this next August. When they come, you out. have to remember the pain. That's this it. is the thing. Uh, even I mean, as even as we think about services in podcasting, you got to kind of remember that pain, and then buy it off season or yeah, that's what do I'm it off season, right? And and I think the same thing relates with podcasting. I mean, there's seasons in your life, like when you're in the middle of the firefight, when you're in the middle of everything going wrong. That's not generally the time to make those kinds of decisions. No, but you have to somehow remember the pain, and then be like okay, so when this slows down, I'm going to hire an editor. Or when this slows down, I'm going to get my artwork redone. Or when this slows down, I'm going to find someone to write my show notes for me, right? And so, you, but you have to just like figure out the right way to remember that pain. Because Dave, you, listen, spring comes around, the snow melts. Yeah. You're going you're, you're gonna to have this thought like, nah, nah, I don't really need new album art. I mean, the stuff I made is just fine. And yeah. you're like, no, it's not. It's not actually. It's terrible. Yeah. You should do something different. Everyone is reminding me that a large amount of men over 55, uh, that would be my die every winter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was stopping every now and then to just take a few deep breaths because I will be the whopping 57 oh, next. You got, you're young. Next Tuesday, young. I will be 57. So. Which hey, speaking weird. of that, DR's got a great question. I think that mm. ties in sort of. Yeah. She says, I have a question. Uh, it's kind of a downer. One of my guests that I interviewed haven't published the show yet has, has died. It was a great show. Not sure what to do with it. And I, and this doesn't listen, this is a really, really minor that it doesn't happen very often. So I don't know if you have to have a contingency yeah. plan set for it, but uh, DR, I think I would reach out if you can, if you know the estate, I would reach out to the estate whoever's handling that, right? If you can get, if you can kind of figure out like, Hey, we did this. I, I think in this case, it's really worth asking. So in, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You got maybe one of yeah. the last recorded bits of this, you know, the, the children, the spouse, whatever, whoever survived, whoever survives this may appreciate. That, yeah. I was going right? to say, I've, cause I've, I've had people at Libsyn where they, because the spouse is dead, their card expires and it goes offline yeah. 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 and they will email me and say, can we get this back? 
And they're like, I just want to hear his voice. And you're like, and what really sucks is if it's been like years, we've probably deleted the files. It's probably gone. Yeah. It's probably but gone. So, yeah, I think they, they would probably love it. They'll cry as they listen. But Yeah, but it's I think it's worth asking, yeah. right? In this, in this particular case, I did an interview on a Thursday, and uh, my guest passed away on Saturday. So this is like, and was a close friend. So, like, oh, I've had man. this, ha- yeah, I've had this happen to me. And we, we held the episode up for a couple weeks and then we made kind of a kind of a tribute video that we played a couple weeks later after that but mm. so it does happen like uh, it's 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 not i mean it's uncommon but it does happen so dr I'd reach out if you can figure out who's handling the estate or the family and just say hey i've got this recording how would you feel if i published it i mean if it's a good interview publish it and yeah give them give them some they'll feel listen it'll make them feel special because in off in in a lot of cases you may be the last, this may be the last recorded thing they have. Yeah. And, um, uh, I know Mark Marin. now he's interviewing celebrities, but because people are looking like he, when Louis Anderson died, mm-hmm. he, he republished that episode when Bob Saget died, he republished that, which yeah. is always yeah. interesting because on one hand he's doing it because like, it's great SEO, like from it's like, Hey, everybody's looking for this. Everybody's true, typing in true, Bob Saget true, in, in Google, true. but in this case, he knew both those guys and you can tell that's where you have to kind of watch how you, you set it up because you don't want to come across as somebody who's capitalizing. Now, in this case, your, your guest right. might not be somebody, everybody's, right. but you don't right. want to, cause I was like, when he does that, he's always like, man, we lost a good one. You know, I knew Louie back from the days at the cellar and blah, blah, blah. Um, but um, yeah, so that's that's why I think it's not a bad idea to ask. And also, in yeah. Jim's case, you kind of like let's put some space between it and then do it more like a tribute. Is uh, well, we were we were twenty four into a thirty four part series, right? Our Clifton Strengths uh, framework that we use has thirty four themes, and we were going through recording an episode for each one of the themes. We got twenty four into thirty four, Dave, and then he passed away. And like, what do you do? Like, Man. do you do the other ten? How do you do the other ten? you know, the, the audience was like, you're going to finish this. Right. You know, I mean, Mm. we understand, right. Take, take all the time that you need, but we'd really like you to finish this. And so I, we ended up, uh, I talked to his, what had, had, had been his manager and said, what do you, what do you think? And he said, well, I'll talk to the team and see if as a kind of a tribute, each member of the team will do one episode and help you finish this out. And, what that kind of led into is we, we were interviewing for the next host for the next season. So those 10, Ah. right. We didn't really say it that way, but that's what was happening. That the host we picked out of that, that was our very first season ended up doing um, five more seasons with me. We did five more years of that. And then recently just wrapped up that, that channel. We're not adding new content to it at this point. So like really good things can come out of those situations. I, I wouldn't give up. Dave, even if you if you're in a situation where you have a co-host, I mean, in this case, this is a, this was my case. It was a co-host, not a guest. It was a co-host that passed wow. away. What do you do? I don't think you have to stop. Certainly, take some time, right? But there, you can. It can be recovered from. Well, the yeah. other thing, since we're kind of talking about this, it ties in. We had somebody at Libsyn this week, and if you have hired somebody to help, insert your favorite word here: edit, produce, whatever. If they're doing everything for you and they set up your Lipson account for you, you don't own your show. If their card is on 
the account. And so what happened is Captain Editor slash producer got COVID and is in the hospital. And from what I understand, has got a long road out. And they're like, yeah, we need to log in. We're like, sure, just, you know, uh, log in. You no, know, they're like, no, no, it's 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 under the editor's name. We're like, yeah, that's not good. And it's weird. Now, luckily, in their case, they were able to talk to his wife and get the last four digits of the credit card. So that verifies that, okay, you're on the team and we're able to straighten it out. But uh, if you are an editor, don't do that. Don't get between you and your your customers. Uh, let them own the show and then let them add you to their account. Don't, don't do the opposite. Cause that, the other thing too, is if that guy died, you know, and they weren't able to verify the account, right? It gets, right. it gets ugly. And that's where I, I don't know what happens at, at that point. Cause that's when I go, Hey boss, here's something to, to dig into. So, um, yeah. Coach, Coach Dave makes a good point. He says a good good lead into podcast exit strategies, right? This is one of those things that, you know, what are what are some of the best strategies for winding a show down, for preserving shows for posterity, right? All those all those come in, whether it's a death or it's a disability, yeah. or you just want to retire from it. I mean, I have five hundred and twenty some shows uh for uh, home gadget geeks. We've got thousands of Gallup shows now at this point. What is what is that like right now? I'm not thinking about that, but it's a good question. What Dave, you know, I kind of, and you probably see this from the back end, both from folks who call in or like, yeah, my husband was doing this podcast and, or my wife was yeah. doing this podcast and they have since passed away and I don't know anything. I don't know how to do anything or yeah. how, how do I get right. I think there is some, you know, much like having life insurance and much like making sure finances are taken care of. I think uh, you you should have some kind of contingency plan built, yeah. some kind of backup. Like yeah. here's some instructions for I, those who are still living. I did an episode on this on the school of podcasting. What happens when you're? What happens to your podcast when you die? And I talked with Gordon Firemark and things like that. And you need a. I know in uh, movies they was called a kill switch, right? So if you get killed, this envelope's going to get sent to Johnny Tutos, and he's going to take it to the cops. <laughs> You know, but you need yeah. uh, something. There's a book. I think it's called After I Die. Uh, Gordon was talking about it. And it's a, a way you need, like, for me, I need to have a piece of paper that says, here's my last pass master password. And here's this and that. And, and please contact, you know, I don't know, Daniel J. Lewis and, you know, blah, blah. Who, here's who gets this. Here's who get that. Yeah. So it's a it's a weird thing. And a, a, so my, the, my wife knows my pin to my phone. So that yeah. she could get into my phone where all that stuff yes. sort of, but, but it, it's, it's one of those, you know, you, you sometimes you got to test it too. Like in <laughs> yeah. the, in the PC world, yeah. we talk about this all the time. A, a backup is only as strong as the last time you tested it. Yeah. And, and I think in some of these situations, I mean, if you're worried about this kind of stuff, I mean, the, the you can always take the morbid approach and say, well, I'm not going to be there. I don't care. Right. You know, you, you could take that approach. I don't know why you would. But you, um, you might want to test this and and reach out to your significant other, yeah, your the executor, and say, "All right, I'm gone. You, what do you do next?" Yeah, it's a fire drill, right? You know, basically, yeah. right? You're always supposed to <laughs> do the fire drill and meet the family in the backyard. You know, it's like, all That's right, the next thing. <laughs> guess what? I'm dead. Let's go. You know, let's and, see. And listen, that sounds morbid. 
but I, I think it's necessary for, yeah. for some of the things that we're doing here, especially for your podcast. If you want it to live on, you might want to think about it. That's it. Coach Dave says his kids will <laughs> yeah. never listen to a show until he's dead. I so, often think about that. Will it's my the best kids, way to get listeners, man, just kick uh, the know. bucket and everybody will like, listen, you only get one generation. Your grandkids definitely are not going to listen to any of this crap that we do, but the kids might. And you kind of wonder, will they find, will they find things in it? I, that's what I kind of wonder. Yeah. You know? Of course, the grandkids will be listening through the chip in their head or something that by the time it gets to them. <laughs> yeah, or, no, you listen, you're listen, your grave is just really for one generation after that. Nobody remembers it. So, you know, it's, it is, it's a little scary to think about how fast we disappear. And then it's, you know, like you're saying, Dave, you, you, so you get you're on Lipson or whatever and your credit card expires. How long do those files stay there? If, if I just abandon an account, what, it, how long do you think it takes for, those files to be physically deleted. I think it's a um, a year, two years. How long do they stay out there for on a non-paid account? I honestly don't know. To be honest okay. with you, I, it's I, not very long. I guess is what I'm saying. It's it, not like it stays around for a decade or two. No, or no. Fifty no. years from now, somebody's going to be able to find those things. Yeah, right? it's it's yeah. yeah they. Uh, Th- this is where archive.org comes in, right? Yeah. If you if you want a shot at leaving a legacy. That may be our best shot right now. They're, they're, I mean, who knows if they'll make it? I mean, they're still self-funded and, and you know, that's no, there's no guarantee. Can you imagine how much data they have on, on the archive.org servers? Like they, they're trying to archive the internet. <laughs> well, audio, video, I yeah. send all that stuff up there to them, right? Each, each week. Don't host there, but it's a great, if you're thinking about your stuff staying around for a while. There you go. It's probably where it needs to go. I just realized, uh, looking at the name, that we have Death Investigative Investigation Training Academy, which, if you don't know, is the one and only Darren Dake from oh, nice. Corner hey, Talk Podcast. And uh always love Derek's Derek. That's what happens. If you take Darren and Dake together, you get Derek. Um, Darren's story just, there was a guy that just wanted to talk about, talk to other coroners, and now has this huge thriving academy and started in, yep. a, started in a, the basement, I think, of a church, and then it went into a bedroom or maybe started the bedroom, then the the church basement. And now he has his own building. Whole thing keeps on, uh, keeps on growing. But uh, Jim, I understand that you are playing in zoom this week. I got to hear this. Now I know zoom has a, a webinar, but you had like 3000 people, something like that. Yeah. So every, every year we do a learning series for our certified coaches at Gallup. And um, this year was our eighth year and we had 3,300 register. Um, at that point, they looked at the software and we, we purchased a Zoom webinar, which allows you the version we had allows up to a thousand. And we were like, well, okay, we've got 3000 registered. We won't get them all. You never, right. Do, right? We're going to get close. And we did to the thousand. So we bought the upgrade. It's not terribly expensive. We bought the webinar upgrade. I think it's 80 bucks or whatever. And, uh, and upgraded to 3000. We never came even close to that, but we did have a, almost a thousand at one point in time wow. um, on there on zoom on webinar. So, but don't think of it like you see people's faces because the webinar yeah, is just different like yeah. this. It's like this coming from a StreamYard perspective, going to zoom and using zoom webinar and trying to think of that as a podcasting platform. My brain just exploded. Like it zoom is one of those pieces of software that has been infected by this idea of it has to be everything to all people. Mm. 
And so it, ha- it literally has everything in it now. I mean, it's just, there's all kinds of options and you have chat and you have Q&A and you can do closed captions, which is great. I mean, it's great that some of those things like closed captions and stuff have to be there. So that's awesome. But um, it, there's a lot to it. And I ran into a couple problems during the week with the software and I like the, the chat slowed down for me at one point. And I, at one point my video froze up in, wow. in, yeah, I wasn't Dave coming from StreamYard, which just works, right? Dan and Gage, when they built this thing, that one of their pillars was stability. Thanks, Ross Brand, for driving that into my head because he used to go through the three pillars every time he'd start his his StreamYard podcast. So, um, not my not my favorite. One of the things though is afterwards you get a whole bunch of different kinds of recordings. So you get you get like a high def one, you get a low def one, you get one that's the gallery view, you get one that's the speaker view. You can literally download files that are about oh I don't know eight times the size of anything you'd ever think of. I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of artifacts. They capture the chat, they capture the Q and A. I mean, they capture everything for you. Um. It it just wouldn't be just coming off StreamYard. It just wouldn't be my choice for that kind of. I know we're all used to Zoom, but I, I just, yeah. you know, I just w- one of the one of the benefits of it is we're all used to Zoom. So we had very little problems with people getting in. Everybody's kind of used to that now. Where with StreamYard and you go to YouTube, some some organizations block YouTube, so you have that kind of problem. Yeah. So it was it, it pretty crazy though. To have a thousand people yeah. on a webinar, all chatting, because I've taught them how to chat. Yeah, you know? Kim says I ran a webinar this week on Zoom. It's a difficult experience. I used it to is. have I used to it have is. the webinar version of this because I was going to do more webinars. That was last year. I was going to like, oh, I'll do a webinar a month, and then I did one. And uh, you know, now I had maybe fifty people on, so it wasn't quite so bad. But when you do really with any software, I know we use Crowdcast for Libsyn. And the chat is just a blur when you, when you, I think we had 500 people on. And so we actually have two to three people from marketing that are taking things from the chat and putting it into the Q and a, cause it's kind of like, it's almost like you're at a river that's flowing and you're grabbing fish to, to look at later cause it's just crazy. So that's, we, we told them don't put questions in chat. That's for you guys to spend time with each other. If you have questions, go to Q and a, cause that was the only way we could see them yeah. as it stands. We got 30 or 35 questions in, yeah. a, in a group that size throughout a webinar like that. Um, we, the, the audience just, just badgered me all towards the end of the week to get, they wanted the chat. It was going so fast. They're like, but there's nuggets of information in the chat. And I was like, no, but okay. Like, I just, I, 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 I resisted till Friday afternoon. They finally broke me. My audience broke me there. I'm like, fine, fine, fine. You can have the chat. Right. So I went out to, to, um, to zoom and downloaded it. And, uh, and it's a text file. And I thought this is going to be, and we, so I had six text files. And I'm like, this is going to be worthless to them. Right. If I just give them six text files. So this is a little tip. I took those text files, dropped them into Excel Mm. made Excel tabs for each one of the sessions. That way I have one file. Then they can take advantage of all the search and power BI stuff that exists inside of Excel. If they actually want to do something with it, they have a file that'll kind of work. And it kind of, 
it just makes more sense to do that inside of Excel than it did just text files. Most people don't know what to do with those. Well, it'd just be so, this wall of text, basically. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. I thought, well, I'll make one text file and I'll copy and paste everything in and I'll separate it with a header. Well, that's not a great experience, right? You know, you're like, mm, I don't know if I want them doing that. So I thought about some online services. Could I upload it to something where it get indexed? We're talking a thousand messages. Like there were a thousand bits of data on each one of these sessions, Dave. So like I wanted them to have something they could work with. And Excel just was the easiest way to do it. Most people have Excel and that would convert to numbers. I think that's what the Mac has. So worked out pretty well. Awesome. Well, it, it, I can't believe. Can we do some coffee? We can, can do, do some, some coffee. coffee. Absolutely. And I just, uh, you just, I have like PTSD from that, from doing 3000 in a week. Well, so. <laughs> I need some coffee. Well, we always like to take just a quick second to say thank you to our awesome supporters. You can find them over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And of course, we always like to talk about uh, Jim over at the Dog Podcast Network. If you have a little furry friend of your own and you they have short shows, they have long shows, they have uh, the one's kind of a magazine. It's like all things dog that you can listen to while you're walking the dog. And uh, it's really interesting that like... They have a show there about uh, cancer. Like that's the show. It's every episode's about dog cancer because apparently that's yeah. like one of the top things that will take out. And I thought about it. Like every yeah. dog I've had, almost uh, definitely a lot of cancer in in my dog family. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. if you want to check it out, it's great. And if if you're like, ah, I'm a cat person, well, you probably know a dog person, and you should say, mm-hmm. oh, you're a dog person. Go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com and Just treat your cat like a dog. That's that it. Works. Uh, totally works. Cats love it when you put them on a leash. Oh, they just love it. <laughs> if you, fetch. Cats are really good at fetch. fetch yes. <laughs> uh, sit, lay down. They do all those commands. They do everything you cats do everything you tell them. They're very compliant. <laughs> I'm trying to picture Bernie fetching. It's like no, I'm not oh, doing. I that. miss. I miss. Listen, my cat is the place where Bernie was. As you were doing uh, the yeah. Bernie pod, that's happening to us From right the now. Back so I, nine, told, yeah. I totally understand why you did what you did. My cat just walks around the house screaming all day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I understand. Uh, also ask the podcast coach is hosted on pod page. If you want to try pod page, you can check it out for free. It's super easy. Go over to trypodpage.com. If you just can't get enough of Jim and can it, I mean, is that possible? Go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. And of course, (laughs) when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting. And uh, again, if you'd like to support the show, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And the other thing I had that I wanted. Oh, um, I haven't mentioned this. We haven't. I almost need a jingle for like, here's why Dave hates anchor, you know, something. Um, Marco Ormond, the guy from uh, or Arment from um, that app overcast, put this out. Anchor podcasts are unplayable in some podcast apps. Popular podcast app overcast rushed out an update. And after files are now being served as AAC in some way, that breaks Apple's and then it's some EXT audio file API. So it breaks their API Um, said developer, Marco Arment, which makes them unplayable in overcast as downloads, but playable as streams. So somehow anchors done something where you can only stream their shows. 
Uh, the fault in Anchor's audio also affects other apps. Uh, Armit tweeted more technical details and added in a tweet to Anchor, it's been two weeks that, you've serv- that you're serving malformed files, breaking media players, and losing audiences for your customers. Do you care about the medium at all? And uh, that company has not responded. So I saw that and was like, yeah, yet another reason why. And then um, I had a link. I don't know if I have it anymore. Yes, I do. Let me see if I can share my screen. Um, I almost, Dave, do, uh, Dave, Jim, do we want to try like the first ever, let me, if I put this in the chat, if we could do like the Ask the Podcast Coach players. Let me get this in a spot where I can actually see it. Hold on or you could just here. play Zachary and I'll, I'll play all the other characters. Um, so you want me to play Zach? Yeah, okay. go ahead. You can be Zach and I'll, I'll be. Okay, hold on one second. I'm still trying to get it to a spot where, because we got to get this. Okay, so you want me to start with by reading yeah, Zach's so part? This is, is that this, what we're doing? Yeah, so Zach started off. He was having a problem. Okay. So, so I'm now Zach. Zach yeah. says, uh, we just migrated from Anchor to Podbean. Did the migration slash redirect process, uh, as uh, we did the, the, the redirect process as instructed, but now almost all of our episodes have disappeared from our Spotify feed. No other streaming services seem to be affected by this. Should I do, do, do I need to get really sarcastic with this as well? Sure. Uh, we aren't. We aren't sure if we did something wrong or left out a stop, uh, left out a step, or if this is a technical issue. We submitted the request to both Anchor and Podbean and are waiting to hear back. But we thought we'd see if anyone else had any insight into this. So Todd responds, uh, "Well, you have to go into your dashboard at Spotify and uh, change the source feed." Aloha, uh, Todd Cochran. I got it. Follow up, dumb question then. We've never logged into our Spotify as it was always handled by Anchor. How do we do that? LOL. Yeah. Uh, so then Todd says, uh, hey, Zach, uh, no idea. Ask Anchor. This is a podcast 101. Own your feed. Own your listings. Sorry to be blunt. I, I know you don't want to hear it, but uh, help others going forward. Make sure you own your own stuff. Mm, let see. Where did, you, where did we go? Uh, you have to Should click on the comments. I did. Oh. I missed, I missed that. Definitely. Definitely. That's one of the reasons we made the switch. Now it's all the fun, uh, sarcasm stuff in between that I need to sort out. LOL. Yeah. And then James comes in. Hey man, I've been there. I feel your pain. Uh, Spotify is for podcasters. (laughs) That's Rosie. Uh, and then Zach came back on. So I logged into Spotify and pasted my Podbean RSS feed into the field. And now my podcast is just completely off Spotify. Still no response from support. <laughs> and scene. Yes. Thank you. The, the ask the podcast coach players. Uh, so yeah. Hence why when people go, Oh, I have to use free. I go, you, you do realize you're going to get what you pay for with that. Right. It's like, uh, so it's any anyway. audio drama. That's that's, that our, that, that's our audio I drama. I told you the show is audio <laughs> drama. <laughs> uh, I particularly like your Todd Cochran. My Todd Cochran. <laughs> I need to learn how to laugh like Todd. Todd has a very. Todd's laugh at, at 1.4 or 1.5 oh, yeah. is even better. Yeah, is even, is even better. Uh, Rob Greenlee, surprisingly, one, at one speed or 1.5 speed, sounds exactly the same. <laughs> Rob Greenlee, same guy. Uh, here's another fun one. 
so my stage name, this is from Facebook, by the way. And if you have a question, of course, uh, if you're watching us live, just uh, throw the question in the chat. And if you want to jump into the video, just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And so the question here is, so my stage name right now is John Patrick because my podcast name is The John Patrick Show, which makes sense if your name is John Patrick. Mm -hmm. He says, but I'm thinking about changing my brand slash podcast name to Patrick himself. Since on a live streaming app, my username is at Patrick himself. Uh, so what would be catchy? What would be a catchy last name for my first name? That is Patrick. Cause my last name is not easy to pronounce. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like he says, I'm Filipino. If it helps, I need suggestions for a catchy Googleable last name that has an oomph X factor. So I guess he's looking to be Patrick something. So instead of being John Patrick, he's going to be Patrick. I like John Patrick. That's a good, yeah, that's a good one. The thing that gets me is the only, I don't want to say the only time one, you, you might face hurdles. Like if I said, here's a new show, it's called the Adele show. Okay. Now that might actually get some traffic. Or if I called it the Bradley Cooper show or somebody that was famous that you went, Oh, the guy from the such and such. Yeah. But if you don't know, what uh it is yeah kyle says patrick star uh that could work work for ringo and uh but i i'm not sure just just realize that when your brand wait that's not his last name it's uh stark you didn't know that no no ringo's real <laughs> last name is starkey oh um, rich, they just he went by star i thought well, actually it, I I think about it. it's, it's richard starkey and they huh? i i gotta google this i'm pretty sure okay. it's it's I don't think now call me weird. I don't think Ringo's his real first name. I think it's Richard Starkey and he switched it to Ringo star. Cause he had a lot of rings. So there we go. There's somebody, wow. somebody Google that for me. Ringo's real name. And uh, so I, I just worry when I just, it's not a worry. Just realize that when, you know, if I start the Dave Jackson show, you know, nobody's Googling Dave Jackson. And if you do, you're going to find some writer in London and a baseball player. Yes. Kim lets me know. It's Richard Starkey. Yay. All right. What do I tell me what he won? Yes. Uncle Mars says, sir, sir Richard Starkey. Richard Starkey. To you, yeah. To you. Uh, who's pushing 80. I understand or something like that. He was on a TV show and was like, wow, those guys are getting up there. So, uh, yeah. Um, so that what would, would you, what would, if, if you're going to pick this last name, um, would you do some SEO work just to kind of see what, uh, what's yeah. being searched? Yeah, I would, I would, look to see if the domain is available always. And then if I had a couple last names that I wanted to use, I would just Google them. If nothing else, just Google the name, see how many results you get. Cause that will kind of show you how many people are searching for that. But that also means they're probably searching for the real Dave Jackson. How, yeah. Well, how do you feel Dave? I mean, you Dave Jackson's super common. Oh my, right? I, I but, know five in yeah. Akron. Yeah. But it's a great, it's strong. Like Dave Jackson, it comes, it's, you can say it, you can say it fast. It makes sense fast. You can say it. It's just a strong, I mean, it's a good brand. I, I, I like it. There's a lot of folks out there, but at what point do you, at what point do you make that decision? Do you think to say, yeah, I don't like my given name, you know, Marilyn Monroe. That wasn't her, wasn't it right? Not her given name. At what point do you change that? Or do you need to, or is it just a personal preference? 
don't know. What are your thoughts? What do you think? About what that? I did? Cause keep people always ask me, do you go by Dave or David? And I'm like, I, I really could care less. And so I Googled Dave Jackson and I Googled David Jackson and there were more, I can't remember if there were more or less. I think I went to one that had less traffic cause I wanted to compete in a smaller pool. So I went with Dave Jackson and yet I own davidjackson.org. I think I also own the davejackson.com if I remember right. So I went with that, like which one's Dave. getting, I looked you at the SEO Dave. thing. Yeah. And it was easier yeah. to say, and you just, that whole night. It is. It rolls. It rolls faster. Yeah. So we, we've got a couple then, things. Uh, Katie, did I just say Katie? My brain's not working. Carrie, Carrie. Uh, just said, I just photographed Dave Jackson's wedding a few days ago. And Master Cauldron said, my brother's name is Dave Jackson. So there you go. It is a common, my favorite. If I told you the story where the stormtroopers came out of the walls to attack me uh, because I said, my no. name's Dave Jackson. I am um, 18 ish. I live at the music store. I go in. My middle name is Dave. 90 days, same as Cash Jackson. So they know me and they like me. And uh, unfortunately, I walked in, got a different sales guy. And I said, hey, I'm here. I'm Dave Jackson. I'm here to make a payment. And literally every manager and every sales guy surrounded me. And they're like, okay, Mr. Jackson, uh, we just need to ask you a couple questions. And I'm like, okay, like what's going on? And it turns out there was this other guy in the band Fox because, you know, why not? Uh, with big, long hair, uh, his name was Dave Jackson. Apparently, he had bought a bunch of stuff on 90 Day Same as Cash and um, was way, way, and, way behind. Yeah, and I said, ah, and threw in my middle initial. And they went, oh, yeah, that's not you. Never mind. So that's because music, music, music's a hot thing. He was buying it and reselling it somewhere. Something. And, but that keeping, was keeping that was it. one. And what was interesting is I was working in a grocery store. And later that same guy was in, we were walking. I remember this. We were walking down the pop aisle uh, for those of us that live in outside of Ohio, pop is soda, Coke. Yeah. And uh, they said, (laughs) Dave Jackson, get some cards, Dave Jackson. And he goes, Dave Jackson, that's my name. And I go, no, it's my name. And we literally busted out our, our driver's license. And that's how I knew the guy. He's this big, tall guy with this mane of hair. And I was like, "Ah, I bet, I bet you're the guy Lentines is looking for. So um, I got, I got confused uh, for Jim Collins one mm. time, you know, the guy who wrote good to great yeah. the book, good to great. So about 10, 10, 12 years ago, somebody, I was at a conference somewhere or whatever. And, and they thought I was Jim Collins. And so they're asking me questions about the book. And I'm like, cause at first I was like, you know, talking about it. They were asking, but I didn't realize they thought I was who, you know, I was him. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no guys, I'm not, that's not me. It's not me. I'm never going to write a book. Let's just be really clear about this. So it's just funny that they they thought uh, they thought they'd run into the Jim Collins. They're close. I had to let them down. Was, yeah. That's sad. <laughs> you, you're you're famous for yeah. just a second, and then it's almost worse than if they never recognized you that way. Coach Dave says with a last name Dejewski says it been called everything from Deju to De Jesus. He says I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> My poor cousin's last name is Lincecombe. And it's L-I-N-C-I-C-O-M-E. And it was always funny if we were in a class, they're like, yeah, Lee, Linkakami, Linkakami, like Lincecombe. So, yeah. So if whatever name you pick, make sure it rolls off the tongue. Make sure there's no double letters in it. So it's like one or two R's kind of thing. Yeah. Kim says my last name is Kragi. K-R-A-J-C-I. Yeah. Yeah. We know it because we've heard her say it. 
we've known Kim for a long time, so I look at it and it makes sense. Yeah, but. I'm sure the first time I said it was like, is it Craig, Kai? Something. Yeah, I'm sure we butchered it. That's the nice thing about Jackson. It's it's pretty, you know, unless you're going to go. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah, unless you want to be cool. Yeah, I'm still thinking of these names for Patrick. I just know Patrick Stewart. And that's so what I was going to say. Stewart. Yes. <laughs> just keep that, that's that but the, but there's other there's others in that listen i would have trouble um using it consistently like having a pseudonym yeah it's called? Pseudonym, right? yeah uh, um i would i'd mess up and say i would say my real name as opposed to you know i start each of my shows with i am jim collison and this is gallops called the coach or this is the average guy network and you found no i, don't, I guess i don't want to internet i i introduced myself later in that one but I'd mess up for sure. I'm not, I'm just not that talented. Well, the, the cool thing about it is if somebody calls you by your pseudonym, you know, they're a listener to your podcast. Yeah. Guys, I've had so many nicknames growing up. Um, my brother called me uh Ved cause there's Dave Ved. So it was a uh, weird, and only my brother did that. Man, but like then that. when I picked up the guitar, people started calling me Vedward because of Edward Van Halen. So they heard my brother call me Ved. They threw in word. So if I'm, so that's kind of a high school thing. If somebody goes, Hey, Vedward, what's up? I'm like, all right, the high school buddy. Vedward is good. Yeah. And that, that's a good, that's a, cause it was, was cause of Edward Van Halen. Cause yeah. of Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. yeah. So they heard my brother call me Ved and they're like, ah, the guitar player of Edward. Okay. got it. Yeah. And then when I was, <laughs> when I worked at the grocery store, um, they just called me jamming because there were, I would play my guitar on my lunch yeah. break in the produce. And so that's where that came from. Then when I was a, a car hop, there were five Davids working there and they said, do you have a nickname? And I go, my, I used to be called jamming Dave. They're like, that's too long. JD. So if I have somebody um, I see in a mall and they're like, JD, what's up? I'm like, okay, I worked with you at the, the car hop place. So that's the kind of cool thing. If you have some sort of pseudonym, if somebody gives you that, you're like, ah, oh, it's a podcast listener. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. It's true. It helps you kind of figure out where they, where they know you from. You yeah. Know? It's very true. Um, Cauldron says, he says, no, you get, you get used to it pretty quick. And I guess that would be pretty true. Master. I think I, I, you know, I would, yeah, I'd have to be um, changing. Like I'd have to change genres to do it now. Cause so many people know me there, but maybe I'd go by JC. That's what I just, I'd just be JC. That'll be it next week. I'll call you JC. JC. J A Y J A Y S E E J C J A Y C E E yeah J C J C yeah uh well here's uh, uh going back to our good friends at Facebook uh groups Tony said hey guys how do you ask for reviews without sounding whiny and desperate and the thing i loved about this is like two posts later Scott Johnson from again, what was that like said uh, tip for new podcasters. Don't worry about ratings and reviews as they don't do anything to help you get found in search articles. In fact, uh, I saw another uh, post in Facebook where somebody said, you know, how do I grow my audience? And the guy was like ratings and reviews. And I was like that it's social proof kids. It doesn't help you get found. Uh, He says my show, this is going back to Scott, which uh, Scott, which does, what was that like? My show has over six, hundred ratings and almost a hundred reviews. And I've never once asked my listeners to do that. If they like your show, they'll do it anyway. 
Save your call to action for something that matters, such as if you like this show, please tell a friend about it. And I was just like, amen. So, and that's what Kim's saying. Why do you want reviews? And I, I did an interview with Joe Salcihai from Stacking Benjamins. And we kind of mentioned that it is a little bit like Yelp, but you have to think about how many people are basing their decision on reviews. And I don't know that I, to me, cause it's soup for me, it's simple. I, I, you know, if somebody tells me about a show, I, I usually just find it and hit subscribe and then listen to an episode. And if it's bad, I unsubscribe. That's my thing. I know some people will go and they'll just cherry pick episodes and things like that. But, uh, I don't know that I've ever looked at a review. I've never, you know, you, I, you maybe haven't, but I think some do. Yeah. I don't listen. I don't think it's wrong to get reviews. I think they no. get in, in, in our circles. Sometimes they get, um, they get bad press and we're, we're kind of too hard on people for it. I, I, I think in some circles it is important that you get, you get a couple reviews and I don't think it's, I don't think it's bad to beg a little bit for him. I, you know, listen to all the YouTubers that beg for subscribers. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, don't forget like, and subscribe, tell a friend, right. That's kind of the, that's kind of the, the YouTube end of, yeah. You know, like, and subscribe, please like, and subscribe. I've, I'm catching YouTubers now putting funny, you know, like they're drawing, they're writing subscribe in sand and they're showing that as part of their video and nice. stuff like that, you know, whatever they're doing all these cute things. I, listen, I think sometimes you got to remind your listeners that to, to, to do things. If you do it every week, that's your choice. If you do it once a month and just say, hey, don't forget to, you know, don't forget to leave a review. Uh, I need us to start saying, hey, don't forget to leave a review for my ego because it's important to me. <laughs> like, cause it's, it's, that's the, well, it's the truth. Right? So, they probably do it more if they knew that. Yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're bad. I just to me, I'm like, there are better calls to action. But um, without, I just went and looked. We have 49 ratings. Uh, I don't know how many reviews we had. I could find that if I went to um, askthepodcastcoach.com slash MPR, which is short for my podcast reviews. But our last one was from November 25th. It says, thank you so much for all this content to help our development as a podcaster. Over 3,000 episodes, y'all are killing. Our 300 episodes, you're all are killing. Uh all for our industry. Respect. Uh, T-Y-S-M. Thank you so much. I had to figure that one out. Uh, and that's from Lori Watson. So thanks, Lori. But that's the question. Reading reviews. Who does that help? What do you mean? Like, if I, I just read a really five-star reviews from uh, Lori Watson. Was that, did it make you laugh, cry, think, groan, or educate or entertain? It, I think it's in some cases it can just be confirming. Like, so you're on the fence and you're thinking, I'm going to listen. Should I? And you see this review and you're like, oh, right. yeah. Okay. Got a really good review. I'm going to do it. But what about reading them in your show? Oh, reading them in the show. I, it's just social proof. It just, it's an ego play. It is an ego play. That's what I was yeah, going to say. It's just an ego play. Let's see if we can. Which is not, listen, it's not bad. Like, read, yeah. Listen, you, you read reviews in your in your podcast to remind others to leave reviews. That's what you're doing it for, right? Right. It's not doing anything. If I'm currently listening to the podcast, I'm not going to be like, uh, Oh, great. I'll double subscribe. <laughs> like what? I mean, it, it's the, it, the, the call to action is not for that. It's, it's 99% of the time to encourage others to do the same. Oh, if I, if I type something out, they'll read it too. Right. That's, that's why you read reviews in your podcast. 
And we should thank App Rover, whose title was One Major Flaw. This is from January 9th, 2021. Awesome content ruined by constant five-minute-long interruptions of let's thank our awesome supporters. Uh, is that us? Yeah. Please shorten yeah. or review those interruptions. Well, we've done that. We have a much shorter version of that. But if you want to see our awesome supporters, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Thank you. Well, oh, but, but, <laughs> but Dave, like, okay. I mean, we did make some changes and we, I think we changed some things up and let me say you changed yeah. some things up to, I, I think we needed to think through just a different, well, I think we wanted to do a different format a little bit. Kind of like, okay, we've done that for a while yeah. now. Let's, you know, let's, and it's, it's part of the, um, you know, the folks that come out, the folks I see in the chat room, have put they put up with it every Saturday morning. Yeah. They're okay with it. They, you know, our our bad mystery science theater that we just did. You know, some are going to be like, "Well, that was the dumbest thing ever." Regular listeners are going to be like, "Hey, that was actually we know you guys. That was kind of funny to see you guys try to do something <laughs> like that, right?" So you can't. This just this goes under the, you know, under the heading. If you listen to every bit of feedback you get, you end up just getting kind of a crappy show, you know. Oh, absolutely. You have, some, you have to have some personality yeah. in it. And you're always going to have people who don't like what you do. Okay. Well, there's a, there's a million other podcasts. Have a good time. You know? Well, the other thing I was thinking about the other day, back in the day when we had like CDs and uh, uh, albums and things like that, if you got an album and it had eight songs on it and six of them were good, you're like, oh, it's a great album. Like, and if it was like, oh, if, yeah. if every song was great, you're like, this is amazing. And I was thinking about there, there are books that I have read and I will recommend. And yet there are chapters that I go, meh, because it doesn't really yeah. pertain to me. So I'm not like saying, like, don't put effort into your content, but just realize that not every chapter is going to be the one, like the one I just talked about today. He said, hitting his microphone from Eric Newsom from Make Noise. I was just reading that last night. I was like, man, that's a really good take on networks. It's like, that's kind of what I say, but in a, 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 as always, a different angle. And I was like, I need to share that. That's really good stuff. So, you know, but that's one part of the book. There's other parts too, but, you know, there, I'm sure there are parts of that book that I go, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, it's not that it's bad or whatever. It just doesn't yeah. pertain to maybe the indie podcaster or things of that nature. So, um, we did this series this week, right? These, the six part learning series for our certified coaches. Yeah. And I, I literally, I shouldn't admit this. I literally did nothing for most of it. <laughs> like somebody else planned it. Somebody else organized it. Somebody else sent out the emails. Somebody, the, I just didn't have a lot of, I didn't have a lot to do. They, they, other people did it this year, but I showed up and I, listen, I show up the 51 other weeks out of the year to this community and so in my part was to come on five, the first five minutes to hang out with the host and just get people in like, Hey, come in, join in the chat, whatever. All right. I'm going to go produce. And I was the producer. So I'm going to go produce. We'll see you guys later. Boom. I'm out all week. I'm getting stuff in the chat room. Jim, thanks for, thanks for doing this. Thanks. And I, I, I felt bad. I was like, <laughs> thanks for being there for five minutes. Right. But the, the brand association was so strong that, that because uh, I didn't like, cause of the 51 other weeks a year. Now listen, I do some podcasts in those 51 weeks that are just duds. <laughs> you get done and you're like, that's the dumbest thing I ever did. 
listen, in this show, every week we come out, like there's probably only really five or 10 minutes worth of stuff. And that's probably precedent. That's really, really valuable. You guys who are listening, you know what we're going to say. You come out to be entertained on a Saturday morning and laugh and goof around with us and have a good time. And every once in a while, we have a nugget. It's mostly Dave. Every once in a while, we have a little nugget that that kicks in there. I think the same, I, I, if we expect to hit home run every time we're at the plate, it's just not going to work. The key to its longevity, I think. The key to it is week after week or month after month or whatever you decide it's going to be of just being faithful and true to your audience. Just being yourself, doing your best, and just being consistent with it. I think that's the key. Well, and, and to stick with your baseball analogy, if you just keep hitting doubles, you'll score runs. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like It's great when yeah. it's a home run, but if you've got good quality content that pertains to your audience, uh, that'll work. Uh, and the, the ch- best can, the best can hit what they need to hit in the time it's needed. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's a strikeout that, or sometimes it's, they got to take a hit, you know, they got to take them. They got to, they got to take one for the team to get a done strikeout. And that was a, that was a bad analogy. <laughs> uh, sometimes you got to get hit by the pitch. So I think that's the key. And that is, is sometimes knowing that and just saying, you know, okay, so, so I'm not going to, this one wasn't great. Let's move on to the next. Kyle says, I've never looked at a podcast reviews. Everything I've ever found is via word of mouth or interviews on other shows. That's usually We're how different though. I think podcasters are different. That could be. I, I think we don't do it as much. I think other people do. Um, do. Brendan said, I heard someone who worked for interview connections say that they use reviews to guesstimate audio size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard um, Scott again from what was that like? that cast box shows how many subscribers you have. And even though that is a, an app that gets less than 1% of the podcasting space, people will use that to kind of, you know, if, if everybody on Castbox has three reviews or three subscribers and all of a sudden you see one with seven, you know that, okay, that shows more popular, at least on that app uh, than some of the other ones. So uh, Cauldron says, this is our Saturday morning cartoons. So do they, are there any Saturday, I guess there aren't any Saturday morning cartoons Uh, on the cartoon network. Maybe. Yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, It's a different, the kids don't, the kids don't do Saturday morning. Like we used to do. That's true. If you think about the, like if you said, if you said Saturday morning cartoons to a six year old right now, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Cause they're just, you know, bugs, bunny sleeping in. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're doing. (laughs) They're not up. You know, they're, they're, uh, it's just a different, it's a different day. They can get what, like we couldn't get cartoons on demand. That's when they were, they were Saturday mornings, right? Yeah. Now everything's on demand. You can, I could watch cartoons whenever I want, watch them on YouTube if I want. Right. So it's just, I think it's just a different, it's a different culture. Yeah. Um, here was another kind of question from Facebook that I was just like, Hmm. And I've seen people do this. This is, I think this was from January. And they were basically saying, I really want to start a podcast, but I'm not sure what I should talk about. So Jim, what would be, if somebody said that to you, I want to, I want to start a podcast, but I'm, I'm really not sure what to talk about. What would be your advice? Well, okay. The snarky advice is then don't start a podcast because right. That's, that's the snarky part. Um, I'd, I'd ask him like, okay, so what, what are you really interested in? Like what, what kind of things do you spend a lot of time thinking about? What do you 
you may, you know, may, what are some YouTube videos or channels that you currently subscribe to that you find very, very interesting? What do you like to talk about? And see if you can, see if you could dig out some of those. We all, we all have something like that. For some, it's more interesting than others. And for some, we can attract a crowd more than others. Yeah, that was, that was my snarky advice was, well, um, not, not so much don't start a podcast. Don't start a podcast now until you figure out what it is you love to talk about so much that, you know, I, I still remember I was at some event with my, my now ex-wife and somebody walked up and said, Hey, are, are you the podcast guy? And she just rolled her eyes and said, all right, I'll see you in 20 minutes. Cause she, she just knew that this guy had pulled the string and I wasn't going to shut up for 20 minutes. Cause I was just yeah. going to spew about how cool podcasting was. So yeah. if you have a topic like that, that if somebody says, Hey, are, are you the, the wooden canoe guy? And your wife goes, Oh God. All right. Well then maybe you should start a podcast about mm-hmm. wooden canoes or things like that. Um, so um, Stargate pioneers saying we should look up Margaret. Hmm. Loesch and everything she was behind. I never knew about her before. And she did everything from Laverne and Shirley to start the Hallmark channel. Really? Really? Listen, some of the best things created in Hollywood. We don't, really know those people like they they're behind the scenes they're the producers they're the ones who make sure some of these things happen we don't even know who they are you know you're like they're not out front they're they're oftentimes i mean we see the stars right whatever if you want to call them that but um lots of folks doing a lot of creative things and you we don't even you could run into them in the grocery store you wouldn't even know who they were i am uh i i started to watch it just because i i I forget what I was listening to and they were talking about it. And then I saw the actors on Jimmy Kimmel um, and Kim, I'll get your question in just a second. Um, There's a show on Hulu right now called Pam and Tommy. And it's about the Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee sex tape. And what's interesting is the actors look nothing like Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. So I turn it on and this girl looks just like, Pamela Anderson, like, and she are they doing deep fake? Uh, I no. think they're doing deep fake. You don't think so? Are they? I think they are. That would work because now her voice is. She's also British, and yet she does a really good Pamela Anderson. Is yeah, you know, Pam uh, imitation, yeah. and likewise, yeah. the guy has kind of the raspy Tommy Lee, like, dude, yeah. awesome. It'll be the bitching, th-, you know, that kind of thing. Really yeah. amazing. And what they're doing is they give you, I think it's three or four episodes and they've stopped. So about oh. the time you're like, wait, what's going on? Um, you, you now can talk to your friends about it. Cause you're like, you're waiting for the next one. I, I do want to say something here. Just here's the thing. I think it's interesting about this is they have it on Disney. I have somebody that told me, cause I'm not in Disney. Uh, although I could look, um, but they said they're showing this on Disney in as part of a, like you have to go to this section and then it's Hulu part of Hulu is on Disney. And the reason I say this is because, um, do you guys remember, uh, Mr. Ed? Now, Mr. Ed was before my time, but there were reruns, the, the, horse? the talking horse. Okay. <laughs> and I say that because that was interesting because things that don't normally talk were talking in that TV show. Mm-hmm. And in Pam and Tommy Lee, uh, there are other things that are talking and uh, like full frontal talking things. Oh, and I was like, wow, have fun explaining this one to your kids in the event. They 
come across and go, daddy, why doesn't my, yeah. um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. just, just know, I mean, obviously it's about a sex tape, so it's not really meant right. for kids. It is interesting though. I was, uh, when you get the behind the scenes of, of why this guy stole the tape, if it's true, of course it is entertainment, but, um, yeah. So, um, so I, th- I just think it's interesting because now they're going to roll out like an episode a week. So they've kind of done a podcast release. They've given you three episodes Mm -hmm. and now they're going to do one a week so that people will talk about it. That word of mouth will last longer than if it was like one binge weekend. Yeah. I've I've been watching Reacher on uh, Amazon that just dropped yesterday and I'm a, I'm a Jack Reacher fan and um, uh, they just dropped it all. (laughs) The whole thing. And so they're all they're Yeah. This, the whole, like, I think it's 10, 10 in the first series or whatever. And it's No, so I I started plowing through them last night. I watched four or five of them last night. Was that a Tom Cruise thing before? It was. Yeah, okay. Tom Cruise did two movies. What's interesting is the the new series is truer to the book. Ah, so if you if you if you got the book, you know the first Jack Reacher movie was kind of close. The second one really moved away from it, oh, and wow. then this this series is is more I think is closer to the book than the other one was. But the dude is. I saw that. Oh my, oh my gosh. So let's get, let's get to Kim's question. Yes. Let's get back to podcasting. She has a question. You had to go way out to, to, to pull Pam and Tommy back to podcasting. Uh, Todd Cochran has said that pod page is bad. Um, I'm trying to manage my own website on Google. So I want to shut that down. Um, do you know why he's saying that? Have you heard him say it? I, 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 haven't, heard, well, I haven't heard him say it, but do we I, know why? I don't get it because to be honest with you, it's got decent SEO built into it. You do control it because if you're using PodPage as a paid customer, your domain is pointing at that. The uh, PodPage is based on your RSS feed. So if you moved, let's say I want to move from PodPage to WordPress, I could take my RSS feed that is powering PodPress and import it into WordPress. The only thing I would miss is if I've added additional content to my episode after it's been imported that wouldn't come because well you added it later so you get to add it later again so i'm not sure why todd likes that or doesn't like it um i i'm you know you know me i love it i think it's great brendan keeps adding more features you can now have it post to uh facebook twitter and linkedin so when it comes if you're you know like Libsyn does that automatically but if you're on you know whatever blueberry and you want to have that posted, it'll automatically do that. So her fault. Fo- go, go ahead. Sorry. Um, one of the things that, that I've noticed, this is where I thought maybe Todd was going, but mm. you know, I have, I have my, I have home gadget geeks on about 14 different host providers yeah. and each has an RSS feed. I only use one. <laughs> I have one RSS feed. I self host for everything for Apple and all those other things, but Google podcasts keeps finding the wrong Another one. RSS. Yeah. Yeah. And it just changes it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, even like I've gone in and verified, Hey, this is the one I want you to have. Take this one. And then a month later, it's like, Oh, I found a new one and we're going to switch. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Why would you just switch it and ask me to verify it? And I get, they're trying to be helpful. It's not the kind of helpfulness I'm looking for. Yeah. They need a button. that's like, quit looking. This is it. I'll let you know if I want to change it button. And according to James Cridlin, he was kind of speculating. So it's not, 
but he knows that another person left the Google podcast team. And he said his guess was they're probably down to two. So we're all kind of going, remember when Google was like, we're going to make podcasting the biggest thing ever. And it's like, then I forget the guy's name. I think it was Zach was the head of that team and he's gone. And it's like, is this going to be another Google graveyard thing? Yeah, I, I guarantee it. Yeah. I get, they'll kill it. And then they'll come back and say like uh, nine months later, they'll yeah. be like, we're going to do a whole new podcasting thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, Kim was asking about, you know, uh, pod page and all, should I depend strictly on the blueberry website? Which again, if, if we take Todd's stance, the blueberry website is based on you pointing your domain at that website. So that's really no different than pod page. Now the difference here is, uh, which is again, I, I still don't know why Todd, cause Todd's a pretty smart cookie. He's, you know, he's been around a while is, with Blueberry, you control your feed. That's the big difference. But if you're on, I don't know too many, unless it's some, like, there's so many new podcast hosts. And I know you're going oh, you say that because you work for Lipson. But I don't know. I put my, when there are proven hosts that have been around for years, I don't know why I would go on a brand new media host because they haven't proven that they're going to be successful and profitable and be around in five years. So I would go with an old tried, I mean, whatever, go to Captivator or Blueberry. You know, they've been around a while, but I, um, the only media host right now that will really jack you up is Kajabi. If you start a podcast on Kajabi, they do not do 301 redirects, which means that audience that you build over there, you can't say, Hey, I moved over here. Um, so she's saying, should I move to pod page? I love pod page. I just, I love it. I, I don't say that because I mean, I have an affiliate link, but I was promoting them before they had an affiliate program or just suck it up and keep using my WordPress site. <sighs> What's easiest for you? Like wh- what, what gets you motivated to, to use it? I, I, I think all of these are just minor versions of the same thing. Yeah, it's going to be the same content. It's going to be very similar. Pick one, pick one that works for you, that one that you know you'll use and you'll update that you get excited about when you when you're in and then and then move on. By the way, we are poking the bear with Todd and Rob a lot. We want we're seeing if we can get them mentioned if they'll mention us on their show. That's another <laughs> tactic to getting new listeners. So, I'm just saying if you want to cut something out and send it over to well, you know, Dave and impersonating it, Todd Cochran. That, you know, I can say maybe we'll talk about it on, on that. that uh, I can I can go into my fountain app, and which you can also do on on for this show, and I can say in the last thirty days I have given the new media show one thousand one hundred satoshis. So, oh, nicely done. Well, they did mention you. Yeah, that you. They they were talking about crypto, and I think Todd said I have to talk to Dave about this. Yeah. I don't. I, so I don't know. it's uh, so if you're listening on. Something like new media show, by the way, Todd Cochran, Rob Greenlee, Greenlee. new media show. It's a great show. Uh, It is a good show. It is fun. And uh, yeah. So if you want to listen to this show and stream Satoshi's to us, that is uh, available as well. You can send us a boost and all that fun filled stuff. For more information, go to newpodcastapps.com. Cauldron has a question. How many people have been asked for an autograph? Hmm. <laughs> it's I have, and it's weird. It is a because I'm Gallup famous, right? I'm right. not famous anywhere else, but in the Gallup circle, and and somebody, <laughs> this was a, this was sticky. So uh, our CEO's name is Jim Clifton, 
and I am mm. Jim Collison, right? Uh. And so uh, Jim Clifton writes books. Jim Collison creates podcasts. So we, we were at a, we, this was a couple of years ago, back when we could still meet in person and we were together. And one of the coaches asked me if I would sign Jim Clifton's book. And I'm like, no, like, and he knew, he knew it wasn't me, but I'm like, uh, I would lose my job if my CEO knew I was putting my autograph in his book. And the, the, the guest who was asking me this was just like, oh, no, please. I'm like, no, no. Well, first of all, I don't do autographs because that's weird. But, but you know, I'll take, a, I'll take a selfie with you. Like that's, Dave, that was kind of the, that was my um, transition out of that was to say, uh, let's just do a selfie together and that always that just kind of ended it we did a selfie posted on twitter whatever type thing so it is it is awkward and it's kind of weird i thought autographs were done i didn't think we did we did that and we're doing that anymore do people still do that is that a thing still i I know when i think i saw an interview with paul mccartney and he was saying how he asked for uh he gets asked for autographs so um that's I, I think that or not, he doesn't get asked for autographs. People ask him for a selfie. I'm reading the chat and trying to talk. It's horrible. Yeah, no, no, no yeah. worries. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Todd Cochran is uh, number one Hall of Fame podcaster. Todd Cochran, also Todd Cochran, first man to write a book on podcasting. It was the very first book about podcasting, and his uh, his audience gave him crap because he got paid for that. Because that was back in the day. It's like do it for your art, man. Uh, but, uh, and Todd, uh, is the CEO of, uh, Blueberry, which makes power press. And, uh, if you go to, uh, probably school slash blueberry, uh, that is my affiliate link. And, um, I'm not sure anybody cares more about podcasting than he does. Like Todd, he's just very That's his life. Right? Well, here, he's just so passionate about it and been around it for so long. Well, Todd's an old sailor and kind of has. He's ready to take on the man. He's kind of got a little bit of hippie in him too, but Todd was the guy that originally when, you know, when we started looking at ads and blueberry was a place and you can still do this, but Todd was the guy that was taking all these small shows and bundling them together and then trying to get an ad buy because he would group all the sports shows together and things like that. And that is a lot of work because you have to do the same amount of paperwork for one podcast as you do for 10. And so what would happen is Todd would do that one piece of paperwork for the, between the advertiser and blueberry. And then Todd would then have to do all the paperwork for the 15 shows that were included in that. And that's where you found out that a podcasters are horrible at returning email. In some cases, they never check their email. It's a, uh, uh, what's the word? It's, it's just a paperwork nightmare and a lot of this and that. And then, just so, yeah. And, but Todd was the guy that advertisers would come in. They didn't understand podcasting and they would just like, okay, well, we'll give you, you know, $3 CPM. And Todd's like, no, nope, sorry. That may work on radio. You don't get it. And where other people might've, you know, taken it, Todd's a guy's like, no, 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 you no, I'm not taking anything below this. So where he could have come back and said, Hey, I got a sponsor, you know, you're going to get, whatever, $9 CPM or something like that. Uh, he, he stood up and still does. And he's a, a big, he's a guy that really, he's one of those guys that really stands up for the independent podcaster. Cause that's, you know, that's where the Lipsons, the blueberries, the pod beans captivate. You know, we don't have these giant celebrities in some yeah. cases on our platform. We have, uh, 
And so he he's fighting for the the little guy. So he does. He really is. He's really an advocate for what we're trying to do from an independent perspective on podcasting. And um, and he works hard at it. And he's given it all. I mean, he's kind of yeah. given the last twenty years of his life to this. So yeah. Um, and the only know, reason those- I the only reason I imitate Todd Cochran is I saw him at a presentation, and I use him and Doctor Dave as guys that just blatantly say, "Look, I don't have the big radio DJ voice." But the cool thing about Todd and Dr. Dr. Dave sounds like this. Welcome to shrink rap radio. When you hear Dr. Dave, you know, it's Dr. Dave like instantly. So it's actually, you know, if if everybody sounded like this, then we couldn't tell who it was. Cause Hey, is that, you know, Biff or chip or is it the bull, you know, (laughs) welcome to 97, five, the fan, I'm the bull, you know, dingo and the baby. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, and I love Todd. And if you want to have a lot of fun, if you go to a podcast event and it's the after party, go stand next to Todd Cochran. He's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So, oh uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Those are some of the best, best podcast memories. Stories, I have are, yeah. yeah. Hanging out with Todd. It's always good. It's yeah. always good. Um, that's interesting. Coach Dave says, ask the podcast coach stream, just switch to a low definition. I don't know why that is. Did you pay your YouTube bill? I did. Honest. <laughs> Um, the, um, this is, uh, Kyle says, this is where you use a WordPress plugin to serve your podcast on your own website using Blueberry. Oh, there's, so everybody's explaining what Blueberry is. Yeah. Uh, the, and you don't have to use WordPress by the way, with, um, Blueberry, they kind of recommend that you do because PowerPress is a super, I mean, it's super stable, super powerful. You kind of do everything within WordPress plugin. And when I moved almost all of my sites to PodPage. I uh, switched the podcast review show, which is on Blueberry because I have, I try to have a show on like almost every media host so I can talk about them from a firsthand standpoint. And so I redirected my PowerPress feed to the Blueberry feed. They do have an actual feed you can use because what if you're not using WordPress, they're kind of missing out on customers. So, and they just redid their back end. They used to be very focused on, like we are your solution. If you have a WordPress site, we're the podcast host for you. Well, they realize that not everybody uses WordPress. What if I'm using Squarespace or Wix? Uh, speaking of that, can we take a tangent? Why not? If you're using Wix, do not use their podcast tool. It looks really cool. You put your RSS feed in, it pulls all your uh, episodes in and puts them on your Wix site, except it also copies all of your media files. So all the plays that are on your website do not get counted by your media host because they're playing the file off of Wix. Mm -hmm. So, but, uh, so Todd realized that, um, you know, we have to be available to people who aren't on WordPress. So they just redid their back end when it used to be, when you logged into the kind of the back end of blueberry and went into the kind of the, um, cause they have all sorts of stuff. They have an affiliate thing. They have uh, blueberry pro is an editing solution that they have. If you want somebody to edit your show, they have a lot of other features, music, things like that, where their back end just got a whole upgrade which was good because it was looking a little, little old in the tooth. So, Hey, um, we got a Twitch comment. Somebody from Twitch, a totally different audience over right. there. And you got to show everything that they do on Twitch. Uh, type thing. But uh, I love, I love Mr. Tiny corn dog. I like that. Nice, there you go. Nicely done. Yeah, so ask thanks the po- for joining us, Twitch. Yeah. Ask the podcast coach.com slash join. I'll jump you right into the video. Well, and at this point we're, we're down to just a few minutes. Yeah, I'm gonna so. say, but if you want to jump in for a quick question, you could, um, 
have I ever done a video on PodPage? I have. If you go to learnpodpage.com, you can see the entire, you can learn PodPage from soup to nuts, which is a very strange saying now that I think about it. But yeah, you can try it at trypodpage.com. And if you're like, oh, I'm not sure what to do here, go to learnpodpage.com and uh, it's a free course. Last year, we used PodPage for our, so we have uh, kind of two big conferences a year in the summer conference, a couple thousand show up for that. Um, we used the the voicemail feature on there yeah. to our audience to say, hey, during the conference, if there's something that just you're really excited about, hit go here and hit the button and leave us a message. And we probably got 15 or 20 messages. And then we, in the post show, we did those, um, we played those messages and then talked about them. So it was a really great way to interact during the conference. And then, you know, we would do a post show for the whole conference. Hmm. And, uh, and play those messages. So that's a really another cool, it's just all integrated in there, Dave. It's super easy to use and, and uh, just integrates easily for voicemail. And I think we can answer this in three minutes or less. How yeah. do you make a podcast cancel proof? I do. I don't do controversial content, but I've watched several shows get clobbered for stuff they did 10 years ago. Yeah, you can't. I'm going to say, cause you can't predict what's <laughs> going to happen in 10 years. No, you can no. do things. I always make sure that if I do if I do anything with a date, I always say the year. So if somebody says, "Hey, I just need this by next week," don't say that. Say I need that by you know February twelfth, two thousand twenty two. That way, if anybody hears it, they don't go, "Oh, I I entered the contest." You're like, "That was four years ago." What are you talking about? So I've. I've tried to do that and use when I'm doing dates. Did you pop something up there? I did. Brandon says, limit your feed to 10 episodes. Well, like even that doesn't guarantee you. You haven't said, listen, you and I have probably both said things on this show that, that are worthy of some additional scrutiny at times, you know, you just, you got to get, you got to do your thing. And, and if it's controversial, you, you, you know, the more controversy you create, the more bold you are, the bigger of a target you become. You just have to kind of, I mean, you can't, that Robin, I think Rob and Todd have been having a big, a, a big debate both on the show and outside of the show about free speech and mm. what does that mean, right? And free speech does not mean it's free from consequences. It's right. kind of what's the argument has been on all of this. Well, here's, so, and and I'm glad we waited a little last two minutes because I, I kind of don't want to talk about Joe Rogan, but I, I did come oh, up with nice. this. We got Todd Cochran and Joe Rogan in the same show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, if Joe, if Joe Rogan says things, then let's say they're dangerous. Have you heard rap lyrics? You know what I mean? And, and I think of one that I literally was like, wait, what did she just say? And there's a, sh- a song by Mickey Minaj. We have a lot of libido talk in the show today. Um, and her, her song is WAP and it stands for wet donkey. Um, yeah, don't go. Cat. And, uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, wait, is she saying? And then I thought about all the bad songs from the eighties and cherry pie and all the other stuff. And I was like, just to cover it better. Yeah. And I was like, this is just a, a female version of let's go have fun in a horizontal fashion kind of way. But part of me was like, but this think of the children, you know, that came out in my head. And I was like, Oh, I know how I'm going to fix this. I don't listen to it. Right. You know? And I was like, what happened to like, I don't know if you don't listen to it. I mean, we've seen on Netflix when you don't watch a show, it doesn't come back for season two. So that's kind of my whole thing. But you know, nobody dies if, 
you know, they follow Nikki's advice, they might get an STD, but <laughs> no, no way. Uh, uh, coach Dave, no way to be, no way to be, be canceled yeah. on this. You just, you know, if you're, if you're worried about it, be as careful as you can, you know, and then if you're not just understand the consequences of what you say, you know, not everybody agrees with everybody. It's okay. We can have a dialogue about it. Hopefully you know, we can talk about it. I, yeah, I, I did. can. I did. Not you and you and I don't agree on everything, Dave. But I, <laughs> we can have a dialogue about it. Yeah. For God's sake. Yeah. I did yeah. see a nice meme where it was, uh, uh, it was a picture of Neil Young and it said, take my music off Spotify. I took my music off Spotify. So you no longer can listen to keep on rocking in the free world. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, all right, it's, you know, and that's just one of those things. Now that's, that's the new thing. It used to be, let's talk about vaccinations. That's now migrated to yeah the Joe Rogan. If you haven't watched his, uh, his apology, it's available on YouTube and Instagram. It's actually pretty cool. Cause he's just like, look, I was just talking to my friends. I'm a basement. And now I'm in front of, you know, millions of people. I didn't well, really expect uh, this. So the internet said, Neil, who? Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, there's it, it a great PR move for, for, well, for that's it. I understand like, clockwork orange is now going to be moving their music from any other old musician. You know, Carlos Santana is going to be moving, you know, um, Paul Revere and the Raiders are removing <laughs> their music from Spotify. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Jim, what's coming up on, uh, home gadget geeks. Yeah. I took a week off. You can do that as a podcast. You know? We had some, I, I did with six, with six episodes this last week for Gallup, I was just like, you know, I need a week off. So I took the week off. Uh, the good news is the old shows are there. It gives my audience a chance to kind of catch up anyway. So if you need something to listen to, I, we have plenty of it. Head out to uh, homegadgetgeeks.com. There you go. That's always a good episode. Hey, I'm taking this week off. Go listen to the back catalog. and you'll Yeah. Go, or go listen to Dan's show. You yeah. Know? There you Based go. On the there you go. Over to you, Dave. And uh, I will either be, I keep threatening this and I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I have a bunch of new tech I've been playing with. I might play with that. Or I found a list of really bizarre, strange, crazy ways of promoting your show. So uh, thanks to everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach. Mm-hmm.